0: From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the standoff between the government and unionized laborers continues as the trucker strike enters day 14. The government plans to decide by the end of this month whether to lift its indoor mask rules. And President Yoon Sung-yeol stresses the importance of conventional warfare capabilities in response to North Korean threats. This is KBS World Radio News, I'm Tom McCarthy. As the unionized truckers' strike entered Day 14 on Wednesday, Unions representing the nation's concrete truck and pump operators and parcel delivery workers have pledged to launch their own collective action in support of the truckers. Kim So-yeon reports.
1: The Korean Confederation of Trade Unions estimated that some 20,000 members gathered at 15 locations nationwide on Tuesday to stage rallies in support of a general strike by unionized truckers. Police, however, placed the combined total at just over 5,000. As the strike entered its 14th day on Wednesday, some 2,500 unionized construction workers, mostly ready-mixed concrete truck drivers and pump operators in the South Gyeongsang region, announced that they will launch a walkout from Thursday. Starting next Monday, 1,500 unionized parcel delivery workers will likely follow suit. This comes as unionized construction workers in the Busan, Ulsan and South Gyeongsang regions had already begun their walkout on Monday. The simultaneous group actions will likely hamper construction at apartment and infrastructure sites in these areas. The KCTU and the Korean Public Service and Transport Workers Union, meanwhile, sent a letter urging the International Labor Organization to further intervene in Seoul's return-to-work order, defining them as a form of oppression. This follows the ILO secretariat's earlier request for the South Korean government to comment on the ongoing labor situation. While the Cargo Trucker Solidarity Union has requested an administrative court to cancel the government order, the National Human Rights Commission rejected the union's petition for the watchdog to advise the government to scrap the directive. Following an enforcement of the order, the government said that 492 truckers in the cement industry returned to work as of Tuesday. Earlier, affected industries estimated that the work stoppages disrupted 3.5 trillion won in shipments in the five major industries of steel, petrochemicals, refined oil, cement and automobiles. Kim Soyeon, KBS World Radio News.
0: Transport Minister Won Hyo-ryong urged the leadership of the truckers' union to swiftly call off the ongoing strike so that the truckers can return to work without having to walk on eggshells. One made the call on Wednesday while inspecting the impact of the strike during a visit to the Posco Pohang Steelworks in the country's southeast. Emphasizing that the government will utilize return-to-work orders only as a last resort, the minister said there still is a need to enforce the order to accelerate the normalization of deliveries. He added that the cabinet is expected to convene on Wednesday or Thursday, suggesting that the invocation of another order may be reviewed. Meanwhile, the transport ministry filed a police complaint against a striking cement trucker who failed to comply with the return-to-work order, marking the first government sanction related to noncompliance with the back-to-work order. The government will decide by the end of this month whether to lift its indoor mask mandate. Interior and Safety Minister Lee Sang-min revealed the plan on Wednesday while chairing a meeting of the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters as the city of Daejeon and South Chungcheong Province are considering moves to lift the mandate locally. The minister stressed the utmost importance of maintaining a consistent quarantine system nationwide, now in light of the fact that the final hurdle of the COVID-19 pandemic is expected in the winter. He said it is desirable for local governments to continue making decisions on key quarantine measures, such as indoor mask mandates, in consultation with the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures headquarters, as has been the case throughout the pandemic. New COVID-19 cases registered in the 70,000s for a second day, rising by about 7,000 from a week ago. The Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency said Wednesday that 74,714 new cases were compiled on Tuesday, including 60 cases from overseas, bringing the total caseload to around 27,483,000. The daily tally dropped by some 3,000 from a day ago, but rose by over 7,300 from a week ago. Compared to two weeks ago, it rose by 4,400. It is the highest for a Wednesday figure in 12 weeks since around 94,000 cases registered on September 14th. The main opposition Democratic Party, which holds a majority in Parliament, has decided to push for the passage of a motion to dismiss Interior Minister Yi Sangmin as planned. The DP's floor spokesperson, Yi Su Jin, said the decision was reached in a general meeting of the party's lawmakers on Wednesday seeking a referendum on penalizing E for the ET1 crowd crush by submitting either a dismissal or impeachment motion to the National Assembly. Noting lawmaker support for the dismissal move, the DP spokesperson warned that if the president does not accept the proposal and act accordingly, the DP will go on to submit a motion to impeach the minister. The motion calling for E's dismissal was introduced on November 30th. If it is reported as an agenda item during Thursday's plenary session, it can be approved on Friday.
1: You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea.
0: President Yoon Seong-yeol has called on the South Korean military to boost its conventional warfare capabilities to overwhelm North Korea. Yoon on Wednesday invited the new Marine Corps Commandant Lieutenant General Kim Jae-won and other newly appointed lieutenant generals to the presidential office. The commander-in-chief told his generals to ensure that the South Korean military overpowers North Korea with conventional capabilities while the nation relies on its allies' dominant nuclear capabilities to deal with the North's arsenal. Yoon said that the nation is now facing its most grave security threat, urging his commanders to eliminate security risks for the Korean economy and public livelihood. North Korea's Supreme People's Assembly will reportedly hold a meeting next month to discuss next year's budget and other issues. The North's official Korean Central News Agency said on Wednesday that the standing committee of the SPA decided the previous day to convene the 8th session of the 14th SPA on January 17th in Pyongyang. The KCNA said that the planned meeting will discuss state budgets and projects for next year, as well as organizational matters. The Supreme People's Assembly is nominally the highest lawmaking body under the North Korean Constitution, but effectively functions as a rubber-stamp parliament. Two Korean-language dramas, Extraordinary Attorney Woo and Pachinko, have been nominated as the Best Foreign Language Series for the 2023 Critics' Choice Awards. The Critics' Choice Association announced on Tuesday that the two dramas received nominations for best foreign language series in the TV category along with seven other dramas. Extraordinary Attorney Woo, a legal series that aired on local cable channel ENA and also is available on Netflix, is about an autistic lawyer named Woo Young-woo. The Apple TV Plus original series Pachinko, based on a novel written by Korean-American author E. Min-jin, depicts the life of Sunja born to a poor family in Busan in the early 1900s. This is the second consecutive year that Korean language dramas have received nominations for the TV category after Netflix's global mega-hit Squid Game was nominated as the Best Foreign Language TV Series and star Lee Jung-jae nominated for Best Actor. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 10.35 points or 0.43% on Wednesday, closing the day at 238281 The tech-heavy KOSDAQ also fell, losing 1.30 points, or 0.18%, closing the day at 718.14. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 2.91 against the dollar, ending the day at 1,321.71. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.